God bless you. We're so happy to be once again on the podcast to share the rich and precious gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the Inspired Word Ministry. Declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord over your life. He is the Lord over your health. He is the Lord over your finances. He is God and He's God alone. And He is worthy to be praised. So, Father, we come in the name of Jesus. We thank you once again, allowing us the opportunity to share your rich and precious gospel. Father, we humble ourselves under your mighty hand and we ask, oh God, first of all, to please forgive us for we've sinned. We have sinned against you, Father. And I ask you, please forgive me, Father God, if I've done wrong. I've sinned, Lord. I've sinned. I've sinned. And I ask you, please forgive me. Please forgive me, Father. In the name of Jesus. And Father, wash me. Cleanse me. In Jesus' precious blood from all sin and all unrighteousness. And Father, just as you forgive me, Father God, I forgive those who sin against me. I forgive them who hurt me, misjudged me, characterized me, ostracized me. I forgive them, Father. I forgive them. Father, you are our El Shaddai. The God, you are more than enough. You are our light our salvation, our strength, our glory, and the lifter of our heads. And we thank you for it, Father. Just being who you are. Father, I count not robbery to come before you, O God, and say, Lord, use it in perfect vessels to do your perfect will. I hide myself behind the cross. Lord, it's not about me in the first place. It's all about you being lifted and exalted. So, Father, thank you for your word. We ask, oh God, in Jesus' name, you have your way during this time. And we thank you for each person listening to this broadcast. And we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, favor, blessing, and increase, FBI. Favor, blessing, increase, be upon each and every one. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I just want to ask a question to you, and the question is this. Can I show you my wounds? Can I show you my wounds? A familiar story. Jesus Christ has come back from the dead. He had one disciple named Thomas. Thomas said, I will not believe that he's alive unless I see the nail print in his hand and I can feel the pierce in his side. Jesus comes and appears for disciples. He goes straight to Thomas and said, Thomas, look at my hands. What do you see? Thomas, put your hand right here. What do you see? What do you feel, Thomas? And Thomas said, oh, my Lord, my Lord, my God. And Jesus pronounced a blessing upon Thomas. He said, now, Thomas, you've seen and believe. You've seen my nails print in my hand. You've seen the holes in my hand. You've seen and you felt that piss in my side. And now you believe it. But now, guess what, Thomas? More blessed are those who come after you who have not seen it, but yet believe. There's a scripture in the book of Second Peter that said, Though you have not seen him, yet you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you still believe. 
and you are filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Can I show you my wounds? Can I show you my wounds? Can I show you my scars? Man of God gets in front of an entire congregation. He got a great church. He got missionaries. He got TV ministry. He gets in front of his congregation, about 3,000 people. He stands before his, his congregation. He began to preach the gospel. And then all of a sudden, he felt this. He said, you know what? I'm a pastor. I'm a husband. I'm a grandfather. Guess what? I have a secret place full of pornography. I've cheated on my wife many times. He tells the entire congregation the things he's been through, his scars. And he steps back and thinking, you know what, I just blew it. I blew the ministry. We were going to leave the church. Suddenly one man comes up and said, I had the same struggle. Suddenly there's two, there's three, there's four, there's five. And all of a sudden the whole altar is full of people crying out to God. At the picture of someone who is confident in who they are in Christ. So you just can't get in front of everybody and show your wounds. If you don't know who you are in Christ and have confidence in the God you serve, please don't do it because you're going to be judged, you're going to be ostracized, you're going to be put out. But when you know that you know that you know who you are in Christ and you're being led by the Holy Spirit, you can stand for the people and you can show your wounds. Can I show you my wounds? Can I show you my wounds? I was raised without a father. I lived in New York City with my two brothers and my mom. I went to Dewey Clinton High School in the Bronx, New York. I joined the Army as soon as I graduated. I wanted to be a journalist, but I couldn't afford going to college. So I joined the Army in 1981. Before then, I started drinking. I started drinking at a very early age. Before then, I kept hearing Shelly, that's my name, my name is Shelly. Something's wrong with you. You stupid. Something's wrong with you. You make me so sick. I hear every kind of negative connotation come from family. I joined the army in 1981. And man, when I exposed to drinking, I went crazy. Started drinking in the morning. Afternoon, evening, I became a full-fledged alcoholic. In between that, I was fornicating. I was sleeping with this girl one weekend, living with somebody else, living with somebody else, living with somebody else. 1982, I was in Fort Stewart, Georgia. I met my wife at a club in Fort Stewart, Georgia. We got married. I was not ready for marriage. I was, not married. I was not ready for marriage in no sense of the word. I didn't know what love was. The marriage ended 
horribly. There was, there was adultery. There was physical violence. I had a scar on my left arm. My wife put there because she was stopping me going to church. I got born again in Germany, 1984. June 3rd, 1984. I got born again in a church in West Germany. Came back to the States. And my wife could not receive the fact that I got born again. We had physical altercation. I got a scar on my left arm she put there trying to stop me from going to church. She ripped up my Bible. The marriage was abusive physically and emotionally and mentally. In between that, guess what? There's adultery on both sides. There's alcohol. There was no love. There was no love at all. 1989 got divorced. Before then, I lost everything. I lost everything. Everything. Lost everything. We lived on a base in South Carolina. Lost that house. I gave it all my clothes. I was bankrupt. I was broke. I was stationed in Egypt at the time. I had no money. To wash my own clothes. I had to wash people's clothes. Just to get money from them. To wash my own clothes. And buy what I needed. I was wounded. I was broken. In between all that. I became depressed. I became so depressed. I was suicidal. I wanted to end it all. But every Sunday. I was in church. Every Sunday I was in church. Praising the Lord. But I was still depressed. I was still sad. I was still drinking. I was still drinking. I'm going to church. I was still drinking. I was still dealing with depression and anxiety. I, had to go see a, I was seeing an army psychiatrist. Who prescribed medication for me. Because that's how depressed I was. When I came from Egypt, I came to Missouri, and I finally got divorced. But in between those things, I was going to church, and I was hearing from everybody in the church, from pastors, first lady, Mark, something is wrong with you. They lay hands on you. Oh, you're so stupid. Oh, Mark, something wrong with you. They make fun of you. Oh, you need deliverance. Oh, you deliverance. I, was, I faced so much church hurt. I left one ministry. With a pastor would just, I mean, every Sunday, but a mark, oh, but a mark, here, this, that, that. I went to another church, and every Sunday, but a mark, but a mark. It was like every, every Sunday, it was everything. And I would examine myself, I said, Lord, is it me? Is it me, Lord? I, I mean, am I, what's wrong with me? And God will always say, I love you with everlasting love. But I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I thought God was always angry at me. God's always angry at me. I'm always messing up. That follow me. All that negativity. Let me tell you something. This is what the Bible tells you in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 22. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. You can't have everybody in your ear. Because some things are not for you to hear. I Everybody in my ear saying you're this, this, this. God is angry at you. You got to plead with you. 
I've always felt that God's always angry at me. The only way to get in contact with God was to give a lot of money. I was wounded. I was broken, man. I came to New York City in 1992. I came to New York City because I met a young lady who said she loves me. Let's get married. I left Missouri, had an apartment and a car, sold them all, and I came to New York City in July. July the 3rd, I got in New York City. July the 5th, she broke up with me. She wanted to make her boyfriend jealous. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. Started going to church, and guess what? You guessed it. Brother Mark did it. Brother Mark, I'm like, I'm like Every Sunday, it was an attack on my character. And i like, this is every Sunday. Yes, you know what? And I'm, I'm saying this to be totally honest with you. I'm not afraid to show my wounds. I was not the perfect member of the church. Yes, I made mistakes. Let me tell you something. I was bound for years, for years of alcoholism, depression, anxiety. Yet, I even, I'm going to tell you something. This is how open I am because see when you know who you are in Christ you can say this and not be worried about it I dealt with problems with my sexuality yes I said it it got so bad for me when I was out there on the street of New York City 42nd Street and Times Square sleeping on the street I was the man you see on the train by himself, sitting in the back of the train, smelling bad. I was the man eating out of garbage can. I was the man sleeping on the side of the building, urinated. I was that man. I would go to these, uh, they had um, a whole row of X-rated movie houses in New York City. I would go in there and do what I had to do to make money. I had to get some to eat. The point I'm I'm trying to get through to everybody, the Bible said a broken spirit and a contrite heart, God would not despise. He doesn't want you to come. Then you got it all together because he knows you don't. He wants you to come broken and wounded. Knowing you need him every minute, every hour. Every second of the day, I need him. I was a member of the church for almost 19 some years. I was in the praise and worship ministry. Single. And I would date a lot of women. Date, date. And I'll bring some of them to church. I, unbeknownst to me, there were people in the church that would call the women on the phone and knock me down. I found the heart. I said, wow, this happening in the church? To kind of add it on to my brokenness, my being wounded more. Because now I'm getting it from their family. I'm getting it from friends. I'm getting it from ex-girlfriend. Now I'm getting it from the church. 
where does my story end? Here it is. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. He who the Son, not religion, not apostles, not evangelists, not pastor, not prophet, nor teacher, but he whom the Son, Jesus Christ, set free is free indeed. When I realize that my freedom cannot be found in people, it can only be found in my relationship with God and His Son Jesus Christ, I got delivered and set free. I got, I mean, it's like chains that are coming off me left and right. It just, it's like falling water. To where now, I'm not afraid to say, hey, you know what? I blew it. Not in a braggadocious way, but in a, in a, as humble as I know how to say, you know what, don't look at me as Superman because I need Jesus every second, every minute of the day. And I have sinned against God. And the Bible didn't tell all. All have fallen short. All have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. So everyone listening to this podcast, all of us have fallen short of God's glory. But can I share my wounds with you? When I'm being judged, when I'm being knocked down, I'm being put out. There was a story of a pastor of a church in Chicago who had a man who would come to church dressed as a woman, cross-dresser. The man one son said, get out of my door, go home and change, come back dressed as a man. The man then came back. Every person walks in the house of God has a mask. Some come to church wounded by circumstances, finances, emotional issues. If they come in the house of God, why? Not to be judged, but because they need to hear the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ that it was to change someone's life in a minute. One word from God can change your life. And Jesus said, come unto me, all your labor, heavy laden, I will give you rest. He wants you to come weary, heavy laden. He said, come, don't, uh uh-uh, come. I'll give you rest. So I'm saying this to you. There's time for us. Take off the mask, man. Take off the mask. Take off the mask. The Bible said, Book of Romans chapter 5, that while we were sinners, God demonstrated his love for us. That while we were sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us. Why we're out there sinning? Why? Because God demonstrated He lavished love on us because He is love. He's not angry at you. He's not mad at you. He is love. And His love covers a multitude of sin. He demonstrated lavished love on you and I. Now while we're out there sinning, Christ died on a cross for each and every one of us. I don't care what you've done. Christ died for you. God loved for you. 
Hatha will not change. I don't care what you've done. You're not far from his love. And guess what? You may see people come to church every Sunday. Guess what? They're just like you. But we hide on our clothes, our religiosity. Because they're just like you. Wounded, broken, needing a savior. So I want you to take this message and examine yourself. And when you go to prayer, don't try to be so religious, but come to your father as I do every single day. God, I've missed it. Now, now, now don't become so sin conscious. No, no, no. Here in the home. You know, you're putting yourself down. Oh, I'm, I'm this, I'm this. No, 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 no. Come to him humbly. You know, knowing you can't make it without him. And then get around people of life precious faith that be your accountability partner, that build you up in the faith, encourage you, pray with you, pray for you, and it need to correct you, but in a way where you can receive it. You may be the person God created you to be. Overcomer. One who was in dominion authority. I pray you're blessed by the message today. I pray something I said, sharing part of my testimony with you, bless your heart. I pray that God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit will mold you and shape you into who he had destined you to be. That you won't let the scars and the wounds of the past stop you from the future that God has for you. Though you do have scars, let the scars be reminded that had not been for him, I would not be him. Let the scars keep you humble, knowing that it's not about me, it's about him working in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. And you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. Wash my sins away in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. And according to your word, I am saved. I'm healed and delivered. And you pray a prayer for the first time. Send me an email at markworship2003 diary.com. Hey, I'll be back on the podcast again to bless you with the word of God. Remember this. Jesus loves you, and so do I. God bless. God bless you. This is Minister Mark Dudley once again from the Inspired Word Ministries. Here to share the rich and precious word of God. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad. In this day. Father we thank you. For all you've done. Thank you O God for being our father. Thank you for being our Jehovah Jireh. The God that sees. And makes a way where there seems to be no way. Thank you O God for being our Jehovah Shalom. Our peace O God. In the midst of all that's happened O God. We have your peace. That passes all understanding. That keeps our heart and mind 
on Christ Jesus. Father, we come in the name of Jesus, the one who suffered and died for our sins, who shed blood, cleansed us from all unrighteousness. And Father, forgive me. For I have sinned against you, Lord. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Wash my sins away in Jesus' precious blood and cleanse me, oh God, from all sin, all unrighteousness. Because look, I've sinned, God. Please forgive me. And I forgive the ones who hurt me, Father God. I forgive them, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to bring forth your word to your people. And I hide myself behind a cross. Oh God, none of me, oh, all of thee, I pray. Let the words of my mouth, the thoughts of my heart, be acceptable in your sight. For Lord, you are my strength, my redeemer. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles... Please turn to Jeremiah chapter 33, beginning at verse number 1. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 1 to 3. And the Bible declares, Then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah a second time while he was in prison. Start right there. Then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah a second time while he was in prison. Amen. Amen. Get that. I want to get that. I want to get that. Amen. The word of the Lord came to him while he was in prison. Thus said the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Look at verse number three. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things, which ye know not. I want to really focus on that first verse. Then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah a second time while he was in prison. And I've been thinking about that scripture for so long. And I'm thinking about What's going on with us right now? We've been in this pandemic for, I believe, for almost three months. It started in March. And we're sort of like we're on house arrest. We can't go anywhere. And if we do go somewhere, we got to go to the store and come back home. And if we do go somewhere, we got to wear a mask. We got to be six feet apart. Other, we can't congregate. So we're really under house arrest. So it's really not that safe to go out right now. And you do go out, take care of what is necessary, but come back inside, but practice safety. While we're in this pandemic, it's the perfect time to set our heart to seek the Lord. I believe, I, and I, this is my belief, I believe this all has been arranged for us to put aside the idol, because I believe we've made our pastors, our leaders, our dear evangelists, the idols, and that's not the way God designed it. He is the Lord of our lives, not the pastor, the leader. Now, now listen now, I'm not trying to negate the necessity of the apostle, evangelist, pastor, prophet, teacher. They're part of fivefold ministry. But when you put them ahead of God, they become an idol. And God said in his word, you shall not have any 
God performing. So, because now when I corporate worship, we really can't have church at a congregation get together on Sunday morning like we used to. Now we're in our homes. We're alone, though single, though whatever. We're in our houses with our families or someone single in their apartment, whatever. But this time of solitude or isolation, so to speak, is a time to seek the face of God. Not the hand of God, but to seek the face of God. What word of the Lord has come unto you? It's the question I want to present to you. What word from the Lord has come unto you. Because a lot of times we pray certain things, but do we really believe what we're praying? We cry out, God, I want to spend more time with you. I want to be in your presence, oh God. I want to know you. I want to know you. Well, guess what? Right now, this is the opportunity for you to seek the faith of God. You have no excuses. You have no excuses. And really, this is a time of revelation. Because now, at this time, we're going to see, well, you can see for yourself, whether you've been a doer of the word or just a hearer only. What word of the Lord has come unto you? It came, Jeremiah, the second time. And the Lord said, call unto me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God had designed it to where now we got to call unto him. We got to seek his face. We got to seek his face and just set our hearts to say, Lord, I need to know you. I want to know you. Now, a lot of times we pray, he is Jehovah Jireh. And that's wonderful. But you got to know Jehovah first. Know who Jehovah is. Yes, he provider. Yes, he's healer. Yes, he delivered. But guess what? He is first Jehovah. Get to know Jehovah first. And I preached this during a, a 6 a.m. conference call. And I believe I can bring it to you today. Has God got your attention? Has God got your attention? Because in that scripture, verse 3, Jeremiah 33, it says, call unto me. I'm going to answer you. But first, you call unto me. Call unto me, and I will answer you. But when I answer you, I'm going to show you great and mighty things. In other words, I'm not going to answer you the way you expect it. Because he's the God that does everything new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. In Isaiah 43, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? We are called to walk in the newness of life. To God always does things new. So when he answers you, he's not going to answer you with something you know already. He's going to reveal himself to you in a new and fresh way. But here is the catch. 
before he shows you great and mighty things, he's going to first show you you. He's going to show you where you've been missing it. He's going to reveal to you this has been your issue. Why? Because he loves you with an everlasting love. Don't take that as a put down or just. God just wants us to be in right fellowship with him. He'll first reveal you to you. So you'll know what to do next. And I'm telling you from my own personal experience, during the pandemic, God has revealed Mark Dudley to Mark Dudley. And I thank God for that. I praise God for that. Because I don't want to go to corporate worship after it's all over the same way I left. I want his presence to be so real in my life as it was when Moses came down from the mountain. People saw the glory of God on him so much. His whole countenance was changed. I want to go into God's house and let people see the glory of God unto me. But first, before he reveals his glory unto me, he's going to reveal Mark. Mark, you're missing it here, 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 here. And he does this because he loves us with an everlasting love. He wants to show you great and mighty things. But before he shows you the great and mighty things, he's going to show you you. And you got to be willing to sit at his feet and let him speak to you. And reveal himself to you. And reveal you to yourself because he wants you to walk in such, such grace, such mercy, such anointing. That when people see you, they see Christ in you, the hope of glory. What word from the Lord has come to you is the question. And has God got your attention? Has he got your attention? Because we cannot go back to corporate worship. The way we left. Your level of commitment had got to change. Your commitment to sharing the gospel had got to change. Your faith had got to go to another level. Your prayer time has become more intimate. Your study time must become more intimate because God wants to reveal great and mighty things to you. But he's not going to do the first. He's going to show you you. And you go back to the same attitude, the same behavior. Guess what? You ain't learned nothing. That's been my prayer. That we don't go back the same way. Listen, I thank God because during this pandemic, everybody got a social media page. And I praise God for that. I, I really praise God for that. I'm not trying to say anything against that. But look at that verse again. Then the word of the Lord came unto me. Jeremiah, while he was in prison. I thank God for the word these the prophets and apostles are saying but I believe it's time for us to hear from God for ourselves I'm not trying to tell you to don't listen to them no but this is the time that God wants to reveal himself to you and you can't hear all the other voices has God got your attention because God 
wants to speak a word to you. Get into the place where God, I'm not leaving this place until I hear from you. Until I hear from you. Because God wants to do great things in you, through you, and for you. Get in that place where God can speak a specific word to you that will help you to be empowered to be a blessing to somebody else. Praise God. Thank you for your word, Father. And Father, I pray that we be doers. First of all, I be a doer of the word you spoke into my heart. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, make the necessary changes in me. So no longer I, but it's a Christ in me who does the work. Thank you, each person who listened to this podcast. I pray your favor, your blessing, and increase be upon them continually. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This was very short because I believe it was a word I want to share with you. I want you to go up in your faith in God. I want you to grow up in the things of God. To be the man or the woman he created you to be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. If you want to get a copy of any of my books, I've written so many books, so I just thank God for that. Go on Amazon.com, look at my name, and you see all the books of God that grace us to write, and they're available to you to get. Or you want to copy any of my books, just send me an email, markworship2003 at yahoo.com. I'll send a book to you, shipping in, hold it, hand, I'll take care of it. I just want to be a blessing to you. And God's put your heart, so a seed. If not, don't worry about it. God supplies my need. He's my source. During this pandemic, I want to be careful. Please wear a mask. Please wear hand sanitizer. Please be careful where you go. Try to avoid congregating other people. Take care of your business. Get back inside the house so this, this virus goes away. We know by faith it's already gone. Okay, so we ain't talking about the, the anymore. You know, we're praising God for the cure. We'll find the guidelines of our, our governors, our mayor, our president. And we're doing the stay at home and practicing social distancing. Amen. God bless you. Keep praying for us here at the Inspired Word Ministry. And I want you to know, God has his hand on you. And everything's going to be alright. Because the Bible said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Be blessed.